0: Hello and welcome to the Keen on Things podcast. I'm your host Patrick Keen. I don't know why I'm admitting to that. It's been a couple weeks, man. It's been a couple weeks. Uh, I missed a week. I bumped it. I had all this stuff. I bumped it. I've been slammed and I'm exhausted. I have no energy. Uh, I have no enthusiasm. I have no material. I have nothing. I can see why like I talked to some comics over the years that are like I can't do a podcast. I just don't have that much to say. And in I, I've cited this before, the scene in oh uh, the Charlie Kaufman movie uh, I forgot oh adaptation, where he one of the brothers takes the uh, screenwriting class, and he's like, "What if you have nothing to write about And the professor just tells him to screw off if he has nothing to write about, then he's not living, then he's not alive. so that's what uh, that's what I'm enduring, I think is uh, trying to find content or maybe i have it i've just been too tired or uh, too busy but this is the sleepiest 30 minutes in show business and you are going to get that in full effect now i have a show on december 4th which will be in costa mesa at either eight or nine o'clock it'll be late so i'm not going to be able to get anybody to it because south orange county and north orange county are different and i live in south orange county right now And it's a totally different vibe, and I don't know how I'm going to get people to a Thursday night show in Costa Mesa at 9 p.m. If it were 7 in South Orange County on a Friday or Thursday, I wouldn't get people. So uh, I'm basically booking a show, and there's just going to be nobody there that I know. Maybe other comics or whatnot can get people, but uh, I'll have to figure something out. And it's supposed to, I got to fill an hour and a half somehow with Evan Cassidy, Duke Fightmaster, hopefully Jeremy Webb and McGinty join, and other white male heterosexuals, because that's some good diverse. Then, so, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I'll call Satch off and see if he wants to come down and do a set. That's pretty late there. Or maybe I'll get uh, someone who plays an instrument. Um, so, I'm, I'm not even coming close. I, we might not make it to 20 minutes in this episode so just prepare yourself uh this might be it and this might be the last episode god could i scream what's it called when you do that when you're just screaming for um i don't know i'm forgetting all the terms when you're just dying for attention or something uh this this podcast has slipped very nicely it was a sunday night podcast it actually never was I wanted it to be at first, and once in a while I'd have one out on Sunday, but usually it was Monday, Monday night. Now we're – this is Tuesday uh, evening. Um, the Braves are playing right now. i got to check it out. It's game six right now as we speak, and it's the Braves who are possibly going to – oh, my God, if they give up a 3-1 lead where uh, – where they were up 4-0 at home in the first inning on a Grand Slam, and they could have clinched it and won the title. And now they're back in Houston for six, possibly game seven. Houston's got some momentum, and they definitely have the talent to win it in seven at home. This is their third World Series in five years, and they're so good. Even though the Dodgers went to three and four years, but they only won one. Um, But I hope they don't fall off. They just have to get rid of so many good players over here. Uh, I don't know that it matters in this day and age to, you know, that the podcast slips because it's streaming. I, I, I clearly don't care or no, but, uh, in this day and age, so much streaming, do people even realize as long as it comes out every week? Um, I think some people are hanging on, hanging on for it to come out. I don't know. Most of us are behind in our lives or we think we're behind. Are we really behind? Are we? Like, as a kid, whenever I heard the country was in debt, I never knew what that meant. Who do we owe money to? How does someone get that deep into debt? I mean, are we still paying off World War II? I mean, do you keep borrowing? Who's letting you continue to borrow if you're already owing them a ton? And like when a country's in debt to itself, then we're all good, right? So when we think we're falling behind, are we? Are we really? just got to prioritize right take care of self all that stuff uh some people know it naturally some people really have to be coached i did not know it naturally i surrounded myself with people who knew it naturally growing up whose parents kind of got it they kind of got it but we uh we tended to overextend ourselves my family my sister figured it out um fascinating right five minutes in my god i would say the one thing i have in common and i tweeted this earlier uh, the one thing I have in common with my audience, we both wonder what the hell I'm doing stand-up for. That's what like, we can connect with. We After my shows, there should be a support group of people talking about why, what are you doing stand-up for? It's not going well. You don't make any money. You're not good. Like, Why aren't we talking to each other? Like, help, let's help this guy. We should have a meeting because only me and the audience understand what we've all been through. So why aren't we in counseling immediately after my shows? Um, no, what what do I have? Knowing what others don't and having access to the world. What do I write this crap like? Am I on drugs that I don't know about? Okay, let's. Oh, god. All right. I grew up in Orange County, California. Boy, have you heard that yet from me? I think every family knew how important it is to own a home other than ours. Other than ours. And that knowing what others don't and having access to the world, that's what uh, middle upper class has. And that's why they stay middle upper class or move on. You know, rarely do you drop off. You know, you have a circle, hopefully, that helps you. But I, I think every family in Orange County knew how important it was to own a home growing up other than ours. We traveled. Hell, I mean, we tra- we'd we go on road trips. My mom doesn't fly. So we traveled. We, we moved. That's what we did. We didn't travel necessarily, even though we did. We moved. We lived in, and I'm not kidding when I say this, and people don't believe it. We lived in, and we're not a military family. I might as well have just told people that I was, because uh, it just would have made more sense. But between my dad's jobs, which didn't change that much, but he was always kind of turned a profit on it, trying to turn a profit on a house, or I don't know, man. I don't. I don't know what it was, but um, we lived in. Again, not kidding, 20 different homes. Probably more at this point, but 20 different homes with each move having three, let me see, two, two or three out here. It was like three or four before we moved out here. Then it was two or three out here. Then it was in the Midwest for two. Then out here, it's been like eight more. And... And one we were in for 10 years. So that, that's not that bad. And it was a good chunk of impressionable age, right? I was 18. I was about to graduate high school. My brother was 13. My sister was 16, 15 or 16. So that's a good chunk for them, 23 to 25. Because by then you're out of the house, so it's not that bad. Uh, I was 18. I was living in that house for about six months. They, the family stayed there 10 years. And we weren't poor, and we had love, and it was a two-parent household, so that's fine, right? We we survived. We're great. Had a great childhood, but the fact that we don't own a home where we spent so much of our lives is not great planning, right? Uh, like a dipstick, I took that wandering mentality into my late fort, like mid forties, let's say. Mostly, it was following the dream, and that I could deal with all that once a really good job happened. Once a really good job opened up, uh, I was like, "Oh, the rest of this will take care." And it was close, man. It was on its way, and it could still happen, right? I'm not against it still happening. And even if I die trying, I'm not. I'm going to be happy. It's just going to suck those last few months or years or weeks, minutes, hours uh, in a hospital bed where uh, I won't have care or anyone caring for me. But, (laughs) but uh, you know, what what are you going to do? Not just settle and like. I don't know. And not try your dream. And if you got the personality where you want, you have to at least try it, then so be it. Uh, and it can still happen. But uh, my point is, don't wait to plan. Don't wait. I waited. And now it's good. Now, I mean, I'm not in debt, so that's good. My friend stressed to me, you're not in debt. You don't owe anything, which is enormous. And you can pull money out of the bank if you need me. Um, house, don't have. 401k, don't have. Roth IRA, IRA, don't have. Uh, independent retirement account. I don't know which ones of those to start. I've heard different things. Do the 401k and then, then get in your Roth IRA. But uh, I had a really wise accountant, CPA, attorney, guy, tell me, uh, do the Roth IRA first. But you got to have income to do that. Don't go broke trying to save. Um, and boy, am I the guy to listen to for financial advice. But I think ultimately the word, reti- what are we, 10 minutes in here? I think the word retirement Needs an image makeover I really do I think that's that's what's key Um, man I wish this podcast could be 10 minutes I could be I could be wrapping it up right now and, and you're already asleep anyway and you know just save power on whatever device you were listening to this on God if you're if you're driving and listening to this oh my just like that nod doze off and just you're gonna cream someone man Be careful out there, guys. This is the most dangerous podcast to listen to. That'd be funny to pitch it like that. This is the most... And that's how I'm going to put it on the when I post it uh, in a little bit here. Um, This is the most dangerous podcast to listen to, not because of the content or language, but because it'll put you to sleep while you're like driving or on a hike. And uh, you you could hurt someone, you could hurt yourself. So it's dangerous. This is a dangerous podcast x-rating okay um yeah so retirement needs a makeover because you hear the word retirement as a young person even in your even in your you know 40s and whatever we'll see what the 50s is like but you're just like oh that'll never come or i don't like the word i don't like those letters it makes it sound like it'll be a guard gate community a retirement leisure home community where i'll play golf every day i hate golf uh stuff like that you know so um oh man but but what they don't tell you is that uh, it can be good and you can retire at 50 or 60 with money in your account if you've saved if you put the 401k if you got a house instead of it makes me sick that i think about the last 20 to 25 years i've probably spent quarter of a million dollars in rent and nothing to show for it again following the dream moving around trying to stay agile um but whatever it's a good problem it's a good problem to have i mean not a good problem to have but uh it's good you're alive right so when we're younger and we don't want to believe we're getting older or that we'll never have to retire we push it right we reject the word retirement i think uh we think old folks home um that's what i always thought but then i now i see some people in their 40s starting to retire whether it's a sheriff From a central Michigan town Whether it's a lawyer in Houston Whether it's a UPS driver From North Orange County They've done their time And now their time Belongs to them Who doesn't want that Neil Robert De Niro's Character I forgot the last name In the movie Heat McCullough I had coffee with McCullough A half hour ago Neil McCullough De Niro In the movie Heat Took place in Los Angeles Michael Mann phenomenal film. I remember thinking it was phenomenal then. My friends were like, "Ah, eh, it's overproduced. Won't won't stand up later." Well, it's standing. Oh, it's standing, oh, standin', Jerry. It's on uh, Hulu, it's on Netflix. It's a great film. Star-studded. Val Kilmer, Pacino. Just phenomenal. Hank is there. Um Robert De Niro's character, Neil McCauley in the movie Heat, took down scores for the fact for the, that fact alone, he wanted time. He told it. He, he told uh, the girl that he was dating from Judge Chasing Amy. Judge Amy? Was that the name of that show? He was dating her in it, and he said it's about time. He just did not want to lose time. He, he had spent some time in prison. He's like, I'm not going back. I'll die trying to make a ton of money, trying to live the life that I want, <clears throat> where I um, have time to myself. Just Time. And that can be with a lover too, you know. He didn't want another boss. He wanted time to himself. Time. The money was a byproduct of all that. So anyway, when we think retirement, is, what's the title of this episode? Retirement? Retire from this podcast. So when we think retirement, it shouldn't be this ugly word, but a word of freedom, right? Shape it. Shape it your way. This is all new to me. Way too late. But nah, I don't know. Maybe not. If I eat healthy, live a long time. Yeah, I'll start now, I'm sure. Um, also we're halfway through. Also, in a way, comma, space, there is no retirement. Right? It doesn't have to mean Florida and old age and golf and death. Blue plate specials, early afternoon meals. Okay? It can mean travel. It can mean selective consultant work, right? New investments. It can mean hobbies, languages, instruments, etc 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 okay so that's that's the way to look at it quit quit and i don't know if it's just me or if, if society does it to itself with uh the dark coat of paint we put over a lot of things the gloom retirement can be great all that travel right and hopefully you're collecting and making some money i don't know that i can retire i'm 49 i have nothing so i'll be working till death. um so that's why i say all this because i don't have savings but i also have no debt credit card, car college shopping I have an apartment payment that is uh, God it's brutal to think about the last 25 years um, but I never, I never looked too far ahead right my life was exciting um, but I'll tell you I see guys in New York and Hollywood now just a few years ahead of me performers bordering on homelessness didn't plan well drunks. It's not cute anymore, but they couldn't shake it. They still have college mentality. Um, They don't see it. They don't look in the mirror at the right angle. Um, I see now that you really don't want to be renting I don't think past the age of 35. Maybe even 30. You talk to this guy, I've been watching Frank, man. He he would say at 25. I mean, granted, he grew up pretty structured it's about 60 65 now um i start to see now why wedding gifts from parents or well-to-do families whatever it would be like a home like a down payment thirty thousand on a home that would be a wedding gift i never really knew what the hell that was and it was parents well-to-do or, or just very financially sound, going, no, we're doing this for you so that you pay your 1000 a month, your 2000 a month, and it goes toward equity and goes toward something permanent. I don't even know if I just used the word equity right. What I'd like to do maybe is take this recent knowledge and what I'm studying and apply it to the dipshits that are even dumber than me to just talk. Because I know so many deep sheets that they don't know how to have this explained to them. And I don't even know, but I'm better at that. I'm better at it than them. And I think I can help. It's almost like a, a second language for me w- connecting, you know, the elite, the educated with riffraff, which maybe is a skill. And maybe I can make money doing that. But anyway, um, my buddy Henry, he was a rogue for decades, only in the last two years. Got married, bought a house north la glendale eagle rock area I love that area love that spot eagle rock glendale i like north la up there Pasadena, Pasadena's northeast uh it's uh, la crescenta right love that area flint ridge Mon- montrose does that sound right how did i already forget that i used to spend so much time there um It's funny, I was spending so much time up there and I wasn't happy, but I never realized how much of my unhappiness in life came from unsteady income. So much, right? I look at the happiest times in my life and realize that's when I was at my happiest when I had the steadiest income. Um, Whenever I was working, like, I don't know if I loved LA when I lived there, but I think part of it is because I was on the run from Johnny Law for two decades two decades it was exhausting i missed out on a lot of things i didn't even think certain events dates surgeries birthdays you know people sick i didn't think that those were important birth nieces nephews like were that important to be around i was like oh no i gotta make this next 500 bucks for this stupid two-nighter or whatever god perspective man you know but uh i don't know in japan and korea i was fine financially result loved it i think a lot of it was the financial security other things too but um financial security worked in shipping in oakland hate hated it so maybe well i wasn't financially secure though i was uh going debt and going to debt on a credit card so fascinating uh on the road with schwartz and everything was paid for great audiences love those cities never thought i'd love miami but I love that town. We went three or four times, you know, I uh, met my last girlfriend there, just a great city, great town. Um, if you see it the right way, a lot of these places are And the trip was paid for. It was just amazing, man, food and just nightlife, all that. And I loved it. And I, I don't think I probably loved it the way a lot of people love LA who, who come there and live there and stay despite the last year and a half of just whatever that's been. Um, thanks for listening keen on things podcast keen of comedy on social media platforms k-e-a-n-e keen k-e-a-n-e not k-e-e-n or k-e-e-n-e keen had i been making good money or steady money while living in la i would have liked it because i love when i was working on just next show just a few months um good talk on comedy central i was like i've arrived this is what i wanted i mean it was the funnest like in a way easiest job because it was the funnest uh you know we start at ten, eleven, go till four drive home you know that's plenty of time to work out have a hobby do whatever you can work from wherever because it's just five writers um you know I think if I if I had a job, a steady job like that for years, it would have been amazing, you know. Uh, I would have liked it. I would have accepted it. I would have been uh, maybe not blamed other variables on my unhappiness. I blamed every other thing, but uh, it was really, I think, the lack of steady income that made me unhappy. Cut people out of my life because I thought it was them. Um. Anyway... What do we got? We had uh, okay. So since we've last talked, the Dodgers succumbed to this to the Braves in six games. That was last Saturday night. So it's freaking eight day, uh, nine days ago now. Braves were good Then the seventh. The Dodgers were down four to two. Top of the seventh, no outs, men on second and third. Am I allowed to say they were men? Um, men on second. Uh, th- that it's just crazy that when I say men on second third, I have this like thing that catches me in my brain i'm like men okay yeah they are men all the players on the team are men it's a major league baseball but i have to i almost said like oh runners on second and third how insane is that 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 control is i'm now controlling my own i'm monitoring my own brain because of absolute panic and fear great job everybody so they had no outs and i was like once they man it when they were at the top of the lineup Betts, Mookie Betts was up, and it was like, okay, cool. A single, ties it, home run, takes the lead, and if we beat them in this game in six, we're taking seven. They were exhausted. You, you kind of knew, I, I kind of knew it wasn't going to happen. One, two, three out of the inning. Four, two uh, was the final, I believe. Exhausting regular season for them. Some injuries. Uh, an exhausting game against the Cardinals. An exhausting series against the um uh, Giants. So I, I, wasn't, I wasn't surprised. Braves are playing the right type of baseball at the right time of season. And we'll see if they have it for game six and seven here when I, after I'm done with this and I can check it out. Um, normally I would have been so absorbed in that game. Dodgers, my favorite team, especially since it was tight in the seventh Um, That night, but I was so eager to get on stage because I was performing at the Irvine Improv that night with Steve Byrne And it didn't sting as bad the loss, you know Because I think if you're doing your dreams and working out and doing healthy things that it takes you away from putting your happiness onto another Right, I think over the years a lot of times I wasn't happy. So I'd throw I'd hurl everything at my favorite team You know instead of I don't know doing what you love going after someone you like having a crush, having relationships that are real. Uh, I didn't mind as much maybe because I don't hate the Braves. I mean, if it were the Cards or the Yanks, I'd have been sick. But I don't hate the Braves. I think in the 90s they came up short a few times. I felt bad for them. I hope they finish strong and win the series now. Um, So we'll see. I mean, what they did, they were – the 90s, they'd won the World Series in 90 – was it 5? 5? Yes. In 95, they won the World Series, and it was their third trip there. And in 96, they were up on the Yankees 2-0. They won both games at New York and then had to come down to Atlanta and were about to go up 3-1 in game four. Um, And Jim Larritz hits a home run for the Yankees to tie it up or to take the lead in the eighth. And you could YouTube this. And Bob Costas, an inning before that, had called the Braves the team of the 90s, which I guess you could still call them the team of the early 90s. They were in three or four World Series, won one of them. Okay. You kind of got to win more than one title to be a team of the. But uh, so Jim Leritz, who lives in Rancho Santa Margarita, and his son works at a bar restaurant, uh, Alza, that I go to, who I don't think his son has any idea about baseball. But Leritz looks fantastic, by the way. And you can see, and that's 20 years after playing, maybe 20. 25, I don't know. But you're like, okay, that's a professional athlete. When you look that good two decades out of baseball, that's amazing. So with one swing of the bat, the, uh, the series is tied. Braves uh, are tied with the Yankees at 2-2, 1996 World Series. And then I think they go back, and I think, they win the th- I think they won all three games in Atlanta. I'll have to check this out. And then they went back to New York and won it in game six. And it was all because that swing of the bat. Because if the, if the Braves stay on that and go up 3-1, they probably take the series. Because they have one more game at home, two more at Yankee Stadium, where they did very well. And that, and who knows, maybe that was what happened the other night. Here we are. God, how many years later? 20, 20 25 years later, and the Braves are still, like, they're probably panicking, going, oh, no, history. Buffalo Bills stuff. Um, that Swing of the Bat by Jim Larritz, who lives in Rancho Santa Margarita. Son works at all. is a great place. I go there a lot and eat. I was there last night. Um, that changed baseball for the next probably decade because the Yankees would go on to win that series when, was it three out of four years? And they'd, they'd win five out of seven World Series from 96, 1996 to two thousand nine 13 years they'd go to the world series seven times win five of them so it would change baseball for the next 12 13 years um okay anyway we're wrapping this up i really never trusted the best record when a team had the best record or the second best record which is what the giants and the dodgers had uh or even a, any great regular season record somebody's going down the arizona cardinals right now are like seven and one or something um they were they could have been eight no if they didn't below that last drive against the Packers. I had no confidence in them beating the Packers this time around, which I kind of liked. I like them. I'm pulling for them and the Rams. Um, but, you know, I want them both to do well. If they could face in the NFC title again, that would be great. I also like the Bucs. can't stand the Packers. Uh, but somebody with a good record always goes down. Always goes down. Every sport, early in the playoffs, when the Tigers and the Cardinals went out at it in 06, the Tigers had that week off and the Cardinals barely finished above five hundred, and they had to outlast the Mets in seven, and they came in battle-tested and beat the Tigers. The Tigers, people were saying Tigers in three. The Cardinals beat them in five. Like, they won four to one, but they almost came back and won that game, too, and they would have, anyway. Raiders had a ton of good records in the 70s and lost a ton. They were in, like, eight AFC title games, won one Super Bowl, then they finally figured out in the 80s. Braves had a ton of good records in the 90s, Um, They came in hungry this year. They could do it. They have that edge finally. Chip on the shoulder. You need that. I'm not surprised what I'm seeing. It's a long season. Even every series is long. You know, seven games, that's, you know, a week and a half because you don't play every single night. So the series, there can be like three different turns, three different pivots in any series. And they're all still young men hearing and reading every day, all day, about how they should win and how they shouldn't win. Um, and, you know, online, all that stuff, social media. So Dodgers were at war all season with the Giants. One-game playoff with the Cards was grueling. I was at it. Five-game series with the Giants. Best team in baseball, brutal. Hungry Braves team that has home and field advantage comes in. Hearing all year it's the Giants or the Dodgers, regardless of – if you're on the Dodgers or not, or whatever team or side you are, it, it'll mess with you, right? If you're on the team, it messes with you in a bad way. If you're on the team that's like, oh, you're going to win it all, you're going to win it all. Just gonna. If you're an opponent, it messes with you in a good way, right? Get that chip on the shoulder, which every coach wants their players to have. Um, so I'm not surprised. I'm not shocked. It wasn't an upset, the Braves beating the Dodgers. It's a long season. It became too much. You have to be uh, – playing the best baseball at the right time of year playoffs are so long you can start the playoffs limping in and pick it up but the playoffs are a season of their own right so yeah so anyway astros braves now game six in houston we'll see who outlasts the other um boy all right i can't get into that now so yeah braves winning isn't an upset two pro teams one is exhausted They were one hit away from tying the series and sending it to seven games. Ask the Braves if the Dodgers were an easy out. Put that to them. Okay, They had to work their ass off to get there. So, yeah, I'm pulling for the Braves now. And then I can say the Dodgers either won the World Series or lost to the eventual World Series like five years in a row. Since 2015, the Cubs, they lost to Washington, they lost to the Red Sox, they lost to the Astros. Then they won one and then if they lose the braves who go on to win it then i can keep saying that like the raiders of the late 60s early 70s every time they lost it was to the eventual winner couple to the steelers one of the dolphins one of the colts one of the jets one of the chiefs and then in 77 i don't think denver stood a chance against uh Sta- staubach and dallas i wanted to open a coffee shop in dallas called uh starbucks starbucks like roger staubach and have it like a kind of vintagey Dallas coffee shop in Dallas, with with just cowboy stuff and Roger Staubach stuff all over. But uh, let's see the companies that would sue me. Let's see Starbucks in a, in a probably a cease and desist. Starbucks probably uh, the Dallas Cowboy Foundation um, organization. So those are two big ones. Probably the NFL, a nine billion dollar business a year. So those are three big ones, the Roger Staubach Foundation, Jerry Jones Foundation. So probably you're probably looking at five lawsuits. So I hope that coffee's good. And coming up from South America through Central, right up there, uh, what highway is that? The 15, No, the 50, the 75, four seventy-five. I cite the uh, Southern California and Michigan and Toledo to Detroit freeways. Um, so probably not going to happen. Probably no coffee shop. Okay, we got through it. Thirty minutes, guys. Uh, show at the Improv was fine. It was great. Expectations so high, and your ability to deliver isn't. But whatever. It's like the first game of the season over and over again when you're performing this little. It's so rusty. And you want to get into the meat of the season. You know, It's tough to come down from the momentum, right? So I'm with Steve Byrne again later this year, November 20th, 21st, 22nd. Um, historic day in infamy. We will be at the Brea Improv in Brea with Gary Cannon. Um, and then I will be December 4th at La Cove, that downstairs basement steakhouse in Costa Mesa, across the street from Keen Coffee. Got to get a cross promo going somehow. Um, and then it looks, I'm looking at this stuff now. I think I have a topic for next week's podcast, so I can hopefully go week, week to week instead of uh, getting lazy or just getting, filling it with crud, you know? Quit filling your calendar with clutter because you're avoiding something. A lot of us do that. All right. Um... So that's it. Thank you so much for listening, if you are. And, uh, yeah, we'll do this again. I love you. Keen on Things Podcast. Keen of comedy. All things social media.